Hello everyone and welcome to this edition of Pharmacy Magazine's In Conversation With podcast. My name is Richard Thomas and in this episode I talk to another pharmacist on the front line, Gareth Hughes, Superintendent Pharmacist at the 34-strong Shepherds Pharmacy Group in South Wales. Recently I wrote an editorial in Pharmacy Magazine, the gist of which was, when it comes to community pharmacy, the grass really is greener in Wales. And I was amazed by the response on my Twitter feed of pharmacists across the UK, full of admiration, even envy when looking at pharmacy across the Seven Bridge. The contrast with the situation in England could not be more marked. Was it too good to be true? So, last Thursday, March the 18th, I sat down virtually with Gareth to talk community pharmacy in Wales. We played extracts of the interview last week on the Talking Pharmacy podcast, and you're going to hear the full interview now. It's about 18 minutes long. We discussed how pharmacy in Wales pulled together over COVID and had its COVID costs covered, the bold vision for pharmacy's future outlined in Delivering a Healthier Wales, the slow but steady move to a services-based practice model, and how independent prescribing is unlocking community pharmacists' clinical capability. And there was no mention of the rugby. Why would we do that? So, let's hear what Gareth had to say. So, thanks very much, Gareth, for, for joining us on the pod. Um, let's start by uh, you telling us a little bit about yourself uh, and the Shepherds Pharmacy Group in South Wales. Yeah, thanks for inviting me on, Richard. Um, yeah, so my, my, my name is Gareth Hughes, and I've um, been working for Shepherds for uh, 11 years now. So I started off as a as a branch manager and I sort of moved up to managing professional services and, and superintendent now. Um, there's sort of a 34 um, pharmacy group uh, across across South Wales, mostly located in um, sort of the South Wales Valley areas then. I'm just sort of very passionate about um, pharmacy and, and pharmacy services really and, and um, what we can offer in the future. Yes, and uh, Shepherds has done some tremendously kind of progressive work with, with, with service development. So it'll be good to, to talk about that later on in the, interview, in the interview. But what's it like, Gareth, to be a community pharmacist in Wales right now? I think it's a bit, bit of a, um, a mixture, really. So both of um, of cha- challenges, especially around um, COVID and where we are now, but also I think it's a real sense of of, of optimism for for the future in Wales. Um, we've had the pharmacy delivering a healthier Wales document out out recently, which I I, I know you've read through, and um, there's, there's a lot of scope for how pharmacy can really improve and really add value um, to the NHS over the next next ten years, really. Yeah, I mean, certainly the impression from from the outside looking in is that the the Welsh government and, and the NHS and, and local NHS and, and pharmacy all seem to be on the same page in Wales. Uh, and you mentioned delivering healthier Wales there. Everyone seems to have signed up to that. Is is that the reality or on the ground? Yeah, I, I think you're completely correct in that. I mean, there's um, there's always sort of constant dialogue between um, Welsh government and, and community pharmacy Wales, as sort of represents all all the contractors. I think we also have some really forward-thinking uh, local health boards as well. Um, and I think we've just seen in the last sort of week or so, sort of um, Welsh government recognise um, community pharmacy with the additional funding, where we had um, I think it was five point six million at the turn of the year, and they've added another three and a half million in. Um, and also the, the the recognition for um, everyone across um, health and social care having having this five hundred pound sort of 
COVID related um, thank you payment really. So so yeah, I think everyone is is on the, the same page. And like we, we said about the pharmacy delivering in healthy ways, I think that sort of government and health board and, and RPS and um, all, all sectors of ph pharmacy really. So everyone seems to be on, on the same page. Like I said, that's sort of given a lot of hope um, for, for the future for pharmacy really. Yes, that, such a contrast with England that having the COVID costs covered and the, the, the kind of one-off thank you payment really. With, with the COVID costs, will how much of a difference will, will that make to you at Shepherds? I think it, it doesn't. It does make a big difference. I mean, there were um, substantial costs at the start, especially around um, the delivery service. So we had some massive increases, and and rightly so, in trying to provide that service. And um, so, you know, for for us as a business, we did take on um, a lot of additional um, d delivery drivers and um, additional staff where we, we we could, and took on a lot of um, overtime, which we were, you know, fantastically grateful for all our pharmacy teams. So they worked so so hard. Um, but obviously that all adds adds costs, and so this this is a great great help to sort of try and balance those books um, a, a little bit. Then, so it's, it's very much appreciated. And, and like you said, I think it's very challenging in England, um, where where they don't seem to have quite that same relationship. And so, I think we are quite grateful that we do have that better relationship in Wales. Yeah. So let's we'll come back to to delivering Wales and and what that might mean uh, for pharmacy. But you mentioned. The COVID crisis there in the delivery service. What's it been like for you at Shepherds this past twelve months? I think yeah, a year. It's strange, and I think on on the one hand, it seemed to have sort of gone by in a blink of an eye, and on the other hand, COVID seems like it's always been with us, isn't it? It's yes. So uh, it's, it's very strange. I mean, the the, the first wave um, was very very challenging. That no one knew um, quite what what was happening. So day to day and just the, the amount of extra work but as, as I mentioned really the the way teams pulled together um, and really really worked hard for for, for their communities was um, was, was exceptional really I think that the November December January wave in in South Wales I think was more probably more challenging as it seemed to be in in our communities a lot more so each each pharmacy had a lot of sort of patients um, hospitalizing we, we at one point i think we were running about one fifth of our, our staff off so that was really challenging but i think where where we are now um it's just sort of seeing those first um beginnings of light of that new sort of dawn um especially we've you know the, the vaccination service has been going very very well in wales and i think probably all our staff have had the second vaccination now that that have been vaccinated so so yeah i think we're sort of moving on from from the worst part of it hopefully and sort of trying to build towards that that future. Yeah, that must have been very challenging having a, a fifth of your your staff off at the the height of the crisis. But but good news about the vaccinations. I'm having my job, my first job, on Friday actually. So there is light at the end of the tunnel. Yes. Um, did you think you learnt anything uh, as a group by navigating your your way through this crisis? Um, yeah, I think you know everyone's had a change there. The way of working slightly, I think it has. Um, it did drive home so the the value that's still on on supply of medicines. Um, I think one one of the big benefits to come out of it as well would be um, differences in technology, um, where we sort of um, a lot more um, consultations done remotely, and where we didn't have that option before. All all our services had to be in a consultation, but there's sort of different options now with using telephone, and we've just had. Um, Sort of funding from from the government to develop um, remote video consultation services as well. So yeah, so it is um, those sort of 
benefits to services, I think, will come out of it. And also, I think teams are, are a lot more, are a lot closer um, now because they've also pitched in and, and helped each other. But I, yeah, I think just in in terms of learning, I think it just, again, shows the potential and how um, community pharmacy can, can adapt to situations. Yes, yeah, so I think the resilience of the sector has been you're quite remarkable really for, for all for all those reasons um it's interesting you you say about the the remote consultations that and the video consultations do you think there'll be much demand for those amongst well certainly a section of your of your your patient base i i think they will in the future um at at the moment i think there's a lot um a lot more call i think patients want to be seen face to face because there's less of that opportunity um across primary care but i think definitely Going forward, um, and there's lots of situations where, where people, you know, if, if they're at work, you can consult with your pharmacist rather than having to sort of um, leave, leave work or um, book time off. There's, you know, if patients are housebound, they wouldn't have been able to access lots of you know, the, the regular pharmacy services where you had to attend in person before. Um, and it's just just our flexibility, really. I mean, even simple things, you know, if, um, if the patient has a query with, with, with their medicines that have been delivered or with a an MDS pack, we, there's the option to have a look at that on, on the video without having to, you know, go to the patient's house, retrieve it, or have them come in. You know, so I think there's a lot of flexibility um, and potential in the system. So I think over the coming years, I think we will see a lot more use coming from that. Do you know, that's a really good point. I hadn't thought about that as a way of, of checking, you know, medication that, that or a query that a patient may have at home by having a video consultation. Yeah, that's a very a very practical application, actually, which hadn't occurred to me. So, yeah, thank you for that. So let's leave it aside COVID for the moment. Well, hopefully, <laughs> yeah. hopefully forever, but I have a feeling it's going to be with us for, for a little while. But let's talk about the future, really, for community pharmacy in Wales. What do you see as the opportunities, but, but also the challenges? So, yeah, in terms of opportunities, I think, um, I think we're looking to move from a um, a supply-based model, more to a, a service-based um, model in Wales, so really increasing the clinical capability of um, pharmacy and ph- pharmacy teams and really realising um, the value-adding potential that community pharmacy has um, for the NHS. Um, the last few years, we, we have had so several new services. We have the Common Ailment Service, um, which is available for 27 um, minor clinical conditions. We had the sore throat test and treat service, um, where there's the the um, ability to um, check with a, a rapid antigen test whether um, they have a, a strep A infection and, and and prescribe penicillin from that if if needed. Um, and uh, we're moving into the independent prescribing services, and so that entire package is trying to make community pharmacy the first port of call for for managing acute conditions uh, in Wales, but. With, with the challenges then comes from trying to get that balance right of, of supply versus services. Um, and I think COVID highlighted that the importance of supply. So it's looking at, can we improve our ways of working um, increasing our workforce development to, to release that capacity um, and then you know, allow us to have the robust services model going forward then. Yes, the, the capacity issue is is going to be crucial for pharmacy, isn't it? To create that capacity to, to deliver these clinical services. So, yeah, that is, that is a challenge, I think, that the sector still has to face. Um, now, Gareth, you mentioned independent prescribing. You are in, an independent 
prescriber, aren't you? Are, are you using that qualification in practice at the moment? Uh, yes, I have been. So I think we started in um, June of, of, of last year. So um, the scope at the moment is uh, urinary tract infections and ENT conditions. Um, and where in the health department in which I work, there was um, two, two of us that um, started with the service. And the health would have been fantastic. Really. So we've had guidance on conditions, but they've been quite um, light touch and so sort of freedom to, um, for us as pharmacists, to develop the service across across the health boards. We're all trying to keep to the same scope and looking to, to add on conditions um, in the future. So I'm currently um, attending Cardiff University to have a um, try and increase our um, scope of practice for, for, for other minor conditions. But there's also talk about a, a, a women's health service as well. So in, um, in, in Cardiff, their independent prescribing or run the contraceptive service. So whether we could look at, at adding that modeling as well. So we have a sort of minor condition service and, and a women's, women's health service, but everyone across the health board is all offering that same service. So we have um, con continuity um, across. And so each, each GP practice and each patient would know exactly what they can access from the pharmacy and what they can't then. Yeah, it seems to me that in Wales, as in Scotland, actually, that the use of pharmacists, independent prescribers is, is seen, uh, well, is key really to unlocking pharmacies' clinical potential. Um, and you've described some, some good examples there. And of course, an increasing emphasis on prescribing in Wales as we go forward with delivering a healthier Wales. Will you be encouraging your, your pharmacists uh, at Shepherds to, to take up the, the training opportunities that are going to become available? Yeah, I mean, like, like you mentioned in delivering a healthy Wales, I mean, the, um, you know, it's really an ambitious goal of having an independent prescriber in every community pharmacy in Wales by, by 2030, which you know, even a couple of years ago, that sort of seems quite an outstanding sort of goal to aim for really um yeah i mean i, I would definitely encourage everyone to consider in independent prescribing it's really sort of changed my way of thinking and in, in terms of consultations um i think in, in in pharmacy we tend to be very um black and white you know it's <laughs> so, so something yeah. either is or it isn't it's licensed or it's not yeah um but it's yeah it's, it's, a, it's a different way way of thinking and um learning uh, diagnostic skills and patient assessment as well which is something you know the actual hands-on physical assessment of patient again it isn't something certainly when i was in university we didn't really really do so it has you know it's, it's really changed my way of thinking i think i've learned an awful lot of, of new skills i would definitely um well definitely encouraging not so far our, our pharmacists i think we've got um one just qualified and another three and undertaking the training and yeah i'm so re really passionate to really get a a, a really well developed service uh, uh, across across shepherds really that's very interesting how you say that becoming a prescriber has changed your whole kind of approach to practice i think it, it might be fair to say um and it and expanded your practice by the sound of it i mean it that must be very rewarding for you professionally yeah, it it is completely. I mean, just you know, it's, it's another string to the bow. But I think again, seeing different types of people and being able to manage their conditions, and um, you know, they they are very grateful for for the service. I think, especially in in the current climate. But um, yeah, and and just feeling like you are really adding value because I know sometimes, depending on 
on your farms, so you, you can so you get a bit bogged down in almost um, feeling like you're just in, in factory work, which is sort of checking boxes, but it really feels like you are, are, are adding value in um, to the patient. But, but, but even without independent prescribing, the, the common ailment service as well, so that, and that's really valuing the, the consultation process rather than just the supply of the medicines over the counter, it's really putting value. So we are um, rewarded based on um, patient re registrations for that. So it is, it is valuing the, the whole consultation process rather than just sort of look, looking at, at supply. Yes. Yes, and, and of course, services like the Common Ailment Service really plug pharmacy into the NHS, don't they? I mean, it's it's not in isolation. It's very much part of the of the system. So um, it's been very successful, um, the Common Ailment Service, from what, what I can see, and I'm sure will will be expanded um, going forward. So what about uh, the future? Are you optimistic about pharmacy's future in Wales? And if there are problems ahead, what? Well, what would you like to see fixed? Um, I, I, I am um, very op optimistic, really. Um, I know we spoke about some of the goals for the um, delivering a healthy Wales. I think the, the other thing we've, we've um, has been embedded in Wales at the moment as well is improved collaborative working. Um, so with primary care clusters, so we've just um, from April, each cluster will have a, um, a community pharmacy lead that will sit on each, each cluster as well. So it's really embedding that sort of Way, ways of working across all all primary care um so yeah it, it is it is really optimistic um still in terms you know there's still always going to be the the challenges of of funding but i think if we continue in this sort of similar vein to how we've seen we've been supported recently um i, I think it's, there's there's a real hope for for the future for community pharmacy in wales thanks gareth that's a very optimistic uh, way to to conclude the interview actually i've really enjoyed the, the conversation gareth and, and, and to, to talk community pharmacy in wales with you um thank you very much for, for joining us on the podcast thanks so much Richard. my thanks to gareth hughes there i thought it was a very interesting conversation and i was struck by gareth's real sense of optimism about the future of community pharmacy in wales He's very good in describing a clear direction of travel towards a service-based model with funding attached, but balanced with the supply role. And the building blocks have clearly been put in place for pharmacy to add plenty of value to the NHS in Wales moving forward. And importantly, pharmacy is valued too by the Welsh Government. Coupled with moves to improve the clinical capability of the workforce and forward-thinking health boards improving collaborative working in primary care, the future described by Gareth is bright indeed. So good luck to him and Shepherd's Pharmacy in Wales. We'll continue to keep a close eye on developments in the Principality. The Talking Pharmacy podcast will be back next week. But for now, thanks very much for listening. Come on, Scotland. <laughs>